At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. The window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. And go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome to At the Window. We are a few days removed from the sports world postponing itself. I'm Ariel Epstein, and I'm going to be joined by Jared Smith, who's at the FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll be kicking it down for the next four hours, and we're going to talk about sports because there are things going on in the world of sports. Leave it to the NFL to help us out with some new information and some things to talk about. Jared Smith in the house. What's going on, Jared? Ariel, how are you doing? Uh, very quiet here uh, at the at the book today. I did look at the odds board. They have the sheets that they put out uh, on a daily basis with all the odds, and the only show in town is the Mexican League. So if you are a fan of uh, Mexican soccer, you're in luck because that's it. That's all we've got. Uh, we won't be capping that today. I don't think it's prudent for me to cap that. I've I was going to ask, Mexican how much do you know about capping cap Mexican no. soccer? No, I don't want to be one of those posers that comes out here like uh, Vegas Dave and has a whale play on a Mexican soccer league matchup. I've never watched a Mexican soccer match in my entire life, and I'm not going to start now just because there's nothing else on. We are prudent sports investors here on the show. Uh, so when we get back to sports that I actually have a, uh, a background in talking about, we will talk about that. But until then, we have plenty of other things. Everyone's asking me, oh, what are you going to talk about? There's nothing to talk about. There's no game. There's plenty to talk about, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to all of it today. All right, so I'm crossing badminton off the list. I'm crossing Mexican soccer off the list. I'm trying to think of what else is uh, things we could talk about. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a no, but we might not be handicapping as much today, but we will be talking about things that have implications on the future of what we might be handicapping, which, as of today... It's a 17th game in the NFL. So the CBA gets passed today. It's approved. It was 51% to 48%. And that 51% gets the majority. So, Jared, just initial thoughts on the CBA being approved. Uh, 500 players didn't vote. That's my initial thought. So any player who decides uh, that they're against this or for this, I think that's the first question you need to ask yourself. Is these one? Is it one of the 500 players uh, who didn't vote in this? A uh, couple notes off the top. The 17th game won't be until the 2021 season at the earliest. So next season will be a 16-game season. Next season, though, will be an expanded playoff format. 
So we will get a seventh postseason team uh, in the AFC and in the NFC, and we'll have the different rules in effect in terms of the buys. The one seed will be the only team that gets the buy, and it'll be two, seven, three, six, four, five. Uh, in the first round of the playoffs, and then things will continue as normal from there. So we will get a bit of a tweak to the postseason rules, the drug testing, some of the other behind-the-scenes things have also been tweaked. Uh, that won't be anything that, that we really hear much about uh, over the next few weeks, though, as things are going to be full-blown draft, free agency, new league year uh, driven over the next couple of weeks. Next week we're going to find out, or maybe we'll start to find out, uh, where Tom Brady's going to be playing. And we'll also get a little bit of clarity on the draft. I'm hearing from a couple of sources out in Vegas that uh, the draft has already been moved, and they just haven't announced it yet. And it will not be taking place uh, at the time that uh, it is scheduled to now, and it will be pushed back to later this spring. I have a feeling that that has a lot to do with also just players not getting their fair pro days. And I think that that plays sure. a big difference too. I, oh, absolutely. I, I think I, I think everything is is in play here. I think the NFL knows that they are not insulated from this. You know, the the the, the timing of this epidemic is about as good of a timing possible for the NFL. If you were, if this was gonna, I mean, imagine if this happened, uh, you know, in January. Because when, you don't need you don't uh, need to be in person to be dealing with you know, trading and picking up free agents. That's all that could be done over the phone. Correct. And and the NFL draft used to be done at the Marriott Marquis across the street from where you are right now with 30 people in attendance. So there's no, there's no need. I mean, don't get me wrong. The draft has become a spectacle, and I think people love it, and they love watching it, and they love seeing the reactions of the, f- the fans and the players and, and the families of the players, and that has become part of the draft process. But that is not an integral part of the actual draft itself that is just the pomp and circumstance and the fanfare of what we have come to know uh, as this NFL you know uh, league has become this you know basically a cultural phenomenon and I, I think in the future will this immediate future we will obviously tweak uh, what we see uh, with the NFL but it, the this this epidemic has come at a very good time for the league it is in their off season. And there's not a lot of player movement or player development that needs to take place in close quarters. Everything is pretty much done from the war room. And the NFL but gets to right. take the center pro stage. Days. The pro days, yes, the NFL is definitely taking center stage today and likely over the next week or two. Uh, the, 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 the pro days and some of the buildup to the draft is probably what will cause the delay. Uh, people will be very upset, I'm sure, when they, when they do announce that the NFL draft will be tweaked. I, I would be surprised if it wasn't moved at this point. Because the thing uh, is, everyone can talk about how pro days are overrated. But the truth is, Justin Herbert had his pro day on Thursday. And that was right before all of the different teams in the NFL started banning their scouts from traveling. That meant that there were players such as Jordan Love or maybe even Tua Tagovailoa because we know Tua Tagovailoa's pro day was not going to be for a couple more weeks. It was going to be one of the last pro days because he wasn't technically ready yet. That means that these other players didn't have the same opportunities as someone like Justin Herbert just had having a pro day. Alabama moved their pro day too. They suspended it until further notice. Yeah, I I think the pro days are... You know, I wouldn't say they're a vital part of the draft process, but they're still a, it's still a part of the draft process. And I think that is one of the reasons why the draft needs to be moved. I, I, I think everything should be shut. I, I think the entire world should be shut down for the next because two weeks. Just put yourself in the position of those players. Them. Let's say that you were picked. Let's say you are Jordan Love. And Love didn't have his pro day opportunity like Herbert did. Then you get to see, let's say you're in that position and – you get picked after Justin Herbert does. Are you going to then say, well, maybe it's because I didn't get the extra shot to improve to prove myself at the pro day? You, these things go on in these players' heads. Yeah, no, I mean, if you're a player, I'm sure there's a million things going on in your head right now, especially if you're a player uh, that is on the verge of being drafted and you don't know why, you know, anything – not only the pro days, but just the scouting in general. I mean, the entire, the entire NFL is shut down right now. Every league is shut down right now. I, I think there's a lot of different emotions going through these players' heads right now. I think we, just like us, as a human being, I, there's a lot of things going through my head right now. Is New York City going to be shut down in the next 24 to 48 hours? I think yes, and that will affect everything. So I think everything right now is day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute, and we just have to take it day by day. That's really all we can do. Today we found out that the CBA was approved. That's great. That means that the postseason. This uh, is why. 
<laughs> Striker before Lysol. Striker before was uh, laughing at me. He says, I wish I could record this. And I sprayed down this entire studio. So, yeah, we're all kind of up in the air on things. Smart. This is pro days. Yeah. Pro days, they'll take footballs and they'll just spray the footballs. And then the receivers can't catch it because it's slippery because <laughs> it's so soapy and Lysol. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a weird time. Uh, I'm going to be... Uh, I'm in Jersey now. We're at the Meadowlands. I'm treating this uh, after we get off the air today as an opportunity to drive out to the uh, to the boonies a little bit uh, mm. in uh, in western counties of New Jersey to to go on the hunt for some uh, supplies. Oh, uh, some Lysol and some other things that I don't. I know I can't get in the city. So for those unfamiliar with me, I live basically right in the heart of New York City on the Upper East Side, which is you know a nice area. But when things like this happen, everyone gets crazy. And it's been a crazy time to walk into any supermarket uh, anywhere in the country, but especially in New York City where there's 6 million people, you know, huddled into a 10-mile, 10-square-mile uh, island. And it, it, people are on high alert right now. Not, not only are the draft people, you know, the people who are going to be getting drafted on high alert right now, not, not only are the league officials on high alert right now, everyone in this world is on high alert. And we are here today to hope give you a little entertainment, a little escape from that uh, with some fun, with some sports talk. Uh, but it is hard to ignore the elephant in the room, and I'm sure we'll make many references to it at some point today. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of things going on in the world of sports. We've seen some new news with Major League Baseball and them being extra cautious. We'll get to that in a little bit. The NFL, though, like we were talking about, this new CBA is the big news of the day. And luckily, it is something new and something to talk about because now we're also the vote ended yesterday at midnight. Then we see that Monday is when legal tampering is allowed. Legal tampering is allowed for free agents. And Wednesday is the start of free agency. So we have a lot to talk about, especially in the NFL world. And the CBA has a lot of different breaking news, too. uh, Jeff Passan just tweeted that a uh, a minor league baseball player with the Yankees system is tested positive uh, for corona. Oh boy! So he's the first he's the first known case in Major League Baseball. Which player? And it it does not say. I doubt. It. I'm sure it won't. Probably for a little bit. Uh, it, and again, that's it, like I said, minute to minute, uh, minute to minute, and. That's all we can do is just try to keep you as up-to-date as possible. I, I'm not surprised. I, I, again, at this point, what we're hearing in, in the big cities is that you should assume that you've been exposed to at some point. And if you're not showing symptoms, that doesn't mean that you're not a carrier of it. So just go watch Netflix at home. I mean, I'm already halfway through The Hunters, and I finished Love is Blind yesterday. So just, You finished it? I didn't know that you TV. finished it. I finished Love is Blind, Ariel. I am a, uh, I even watched the reunion episode. I thought it was very good. Wow, you really have a lot of time on your hands, Jared. That's a long season. There were a lot of episodes there. It took me like a week. <laughs> I, have nothing, I have nothing to do right now, Ariel. I have no handicapping to do. Uh, I, have no, I have no games to talk about. I am literally, gl- and I have to shut Twitter off. Now, granted, it is a good source of information. Like, I would not have seen uh, Jeff Passant's tweet. Uh, which has now been confirmed by Jill Sherman. Uh, so I can, you know, very strongly say that that is a, a, a fact that uh, a Yankees minor league player has tested positive for coronavirus. He's the first known case in major or minor league baseball. So now baseball has been uh, infected uh, as well with this. And again, hour to hour, minute to minute, we just take the news as it comes and react to it. MLB did put a halt to their workouts. We'll talk about it. And the NFL coming up next here on At The Window. Stay here on SportsCore. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into At the Window along with Jared Smith. He's at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm Ariel Epstein. We've got you covered here until 4 o'clock, talking all different storylines across sports. Not really much to handicap today. However, we do have a lot of things that can impact the future of sports when it does come back, hopefully within the next month or so. Jared, before we get to all the storylines of the day, just quickly, what do you think is the sport that's going to play its first game first? That's a great question. I was thinking about this last night. I, I, I'm kind of in Gabe's boat with the NHL needing, needing to be back sooner because of the monetary uh, hit that it's taken to the league. And other leagues, I think, have a little more of an economic moat surrounding them uh, when it comes to these types of things. Ironically enough, I read the story uh, in the Washington Post yesterday about the NCAA actually in 2004 creating an emergency fund for an exact situation like this, and then they spent the emergency fund on other things. They Oof. settled a lawsuit with it, and, and now that emergency fund is, is depleted. So it was $400 million that they had put in reserves for literally this exact situation uh, some kind of you know unforeseen circumstance that would cancel major events to you know refund uh, the economic loss that the uh, that the schools would would suffer and, and that that fund has been depleted so that uh, unfortunately is not uh, an option for the NCAA at this point but in terms of the leagues themselves I, I think the NHL I think the NHL needs the money I think the NHL is a tough guys league and I I would expect uh, that league to be the first. Once everything is cleared, and, and again, we have not seen the worst of this. I don't want to get up here and say that, you know, people should be fear and doomsday. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I do think it is still going to get worse before it gets better. It just got worse five minutes ago. Baseball got infiltrated with this. The first confirmed positive test in the sport of Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, but professional baseball has now been infiltrated and infected. Which is really interesting, actually, that the news broke after MLB announced that they were postponing their, they were halting their organized workouts, which we know that Major League Baseball was saying to teams earlier that they were allowed to stay in Florida or Arizona and work in those workouts. They were able to work in their facilities until they wanted to, and they had the option to do so. And that news where they were halting the organized group workouts came out earlier this morning. Now we're hearing that this Yankees um, minor league player was just tested positive for coronavirus. So I wonder if those things were correlated. 
Maybe. Uh, I'm hearing, and again, n- nothing confirmed here, but the Yankees PR did come out and say that there was no link between the minor league camp and major league camps. And if you're familiar with Steinbrenner facility, it, they are separate. But I'm sure that there has been interaction between this player and players at the major league level coaches. because they start camp. Yeah, or coaches. Sure. No, great point. Uh, they, they do start camp together, and then they slowly break apart over the course of a couple of weeks. Now, it's been a month that they've been down there in camp, so they've probably been isolated for the last couple of weeks. I, that, again, that's a ballpark estimate. I don't know exactly how long the major league and minor league camps have been separated uh, in the Yankee system, uh, but according to Yankees PR, there is no direct link at this point to the minor league and the, and the major league camp. So there's a chance... Uh, that there is nobody at the major league level uh, in the Yankees camp that's affected. But again, if you would have asked me, if you would have asked me which team was going to have a worse spring training, the Astros or the Yankees, I would have never in a million years thought it would be the New York Yankees. And this is just so fitting to the spring training that the Yankees have had with the injuries. And now Aaron Judge is out indefinitely and Giancarlo Stanton out indefinitely, Luis Severino out for the season. And then the Yankees get hit with the first professional baseball player to be tested positive for coronavirus. It is so fitting. It's this entire situation is very bizarre, Ariel. I mean, I know you've been you, you've been on edge. We're, we're we're all on edge, and I, I am. I mean, I I have some connections still in the news business, and and they're very connected to uh, the New York City City Council. And and I I would be if I had to handicap anything today, my handicap is within the next forty eight hours, the city of New York is is shut down. People and don't listen. No bars, no restaurants, nothing. No, because people are carrying on like it's normal. I saw a concert in Nashville last night with a thousand people, uh, all in in a in a small area, watching a a, a country music a, a country music band, and people are dumb. I mean, for lack of a better word, and it's our age group that's the worst of it. I think uh, we just think we're invincible. And I haven't left. I mean, I've literally the only time that I've left my apartment in the last week was to go to work, to go home, and to get food. That's it. Like, that is it. I heard Matt Stryker talking before, and he was saying that it's it's perfect for him because he doesn't like to be social anyway. And I said the same thing. It's like a perfect excuse for me to say, sorry, guys, I'm working, and then I'm going home, and I'm going to sit and watch Netflix. I'm going to watch some ESPN and some (laughs) Sports Grid to make sure that I'm up to date with my news, and then I'm going to just hibernate. It's perfect for me. It, yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think everyone needs to take – and I know a lot of people watching this are not in New York City. We are obviously very focused on the city that we live in. But I think every city should take these things into account. Uh, we are now seeing hospital workers. We are seeing bartenders. We are seeing professional athletes who are young, who are healthy, who are in the business of being healthy get infected with this. This is – this is bigger than just the flu. And I, I, think, I, I do think the federal government will step in at some point and shut thing, everything down. And I'm not saying it's going to be shut down for months. I think it's a week or two weeks where we just need to take a step back and just not come into contact with anybody. It's more contagious than the flu, contact. but I hate that people are tweeting when athletes are getting this, like, oh, so-and-so is meant to be a free agent next year. Let's see how this affects them. If they're not showing symptoms and they're just quarantined for 14 days, they're not dying. People are making... I mean, we oh. saw Donovan Mitchell post a video. He looked absolutely fine, said he felt great. He was just Christian quarantining himself. Christian Wood has himself. no symptoms. Exactly, and that's Christian what we've Wood seen. Christian Wood has no symptoms of this. The problem is that people are showing no symptoms and then they are giving it off to people that might actually be badly affected by this because they have previous health problems or they're an older person. But I'm just trying to say, like, people, I want to be careful because I don't want us to go around saying things as if, like, you know, it's it's worse than the flu. I don't think that we can really go and say that. Um, But I don't want to also make it as if a player gets it that they're going to die and their career's over. Like, we have to be careful with our words in this business because those words are powerful and people could get nervous about those things. Players aren't, like, I don't sure. think so far any of these players are, it's, it's going to be terminal to them yet. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But I think that people tweeting when players are getting this, that they're overblowing it with their words. And I just want to be careful of it. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think at, at this point, it's our job to just report what we see and exactly. then to react to it. And everything that we're seeing. MILB player test positive for coronavirus, seeing, period. That's it. And he's the first baseball player, professional baseball player, to be a positive case. And, and I think that is an important development. I think that it shows that it is continuing to infiltrate the sports world, regardless uh, of age, race, uh, health. It, it doesn't matter. It, 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 this, this virus, this disease does not care how young, old, rich, poor, color, religion, nothing. It is just The thing is now, does every single player have to be tested and everyone has to be negative before the leagues can start up again? No, I don't. I, I, I think... I think every... And again, I, I've had a lot of time on my hands over the last few days. I've been reading a lot about this. Uh, as journalists, as people that work in the news business, uh, as someone who used to cover local news like yourself... Uh, we are, I would say, at a more advanced level of being able to identify sources and things that are reliable sources and things that are just uh, banter and things that are just fodder for the Internet to consume. Everything that I've seen leads me to believe that we, are, we have entered the phase of this where it is safe to assume if you live in a major city, especially New York, Seattle, San Francisco, the areas that have been affected the most by this, it is safe to assume that you have been exposed to this. In fact, you should ex- assume that you have been exposed to this and you are either a carrier or you've come in contact with it. And if a week or two have gone by, and, and it has, and you are not feeling symptoms, that you are asymptomatic, then you are likely just a carrier or you're just someone who's been exposed to it and you're not going to get it and you're not going to get sick. But that doesn't mean that you can't give it to somebody else. For example, I... I'm not going to go to South Florida in two weeks and visit my 70-year-old father who is already has health issues because I don't want to give it to him. I think I could have it. I'm, not, I'm asymptomatic. I'm not probably a candidate to get tested for this, so I don't know if I have it or not. But I have to assume, based on what the health experts are telling me in our city, that I've been exposed to it. So you have to act like you have been exposed to it and isolate yourself as much as possible. Don't go out. Don't be in crowds. Sit home. Order if your food from home. Cook, you know, just be smart is really the is the answer to the question. Just be smart. I mean, we, we as a society, I think we're uh, down this ignorant road of people just doing stupid things because they feel like they're invincible. So just be smart. That's all I ask. So I actually think that Major League Baseball would be the first sport to come back. I do understand you and Gabe's argument towards the NHL being the one, and I agree that the NHL – it's tied with baseball. The thing is now that the MILB player tested positive in the Yankee system, I'm curious as to how the Yankees might handle the situation. And I really, up until this point, thought Major League Baseball would be first just because the Yankees and baseball, just imagine baseball, America's pastime being that first sport to come back. There's nothing like opening day. The power of opening day is so uplifting to people in the sports world. And even if you're not a baseball fan, I've heard so many people say, Major, like when baseball has opening day, there's just no feeling like it. I mean, I don't even, I love football and even football's first game doesn't seem as big to me because realistically when baseball starts back up, it's like the end of March madness. NBA finals haven't started yet. It's coming out of that downtime of the sports calendar. And I think that baseball just would be such a great thing for sports for that to be the first one to come back. I really would be excited about opening. I agree. I I think this recent development changes that. I have to probably agree with you. So we'll definitely have to keep track and see what sport comes back first. I'm excited either way. It'll be great. I think we'll see it in about a month's time. But we'll keep talking about more sports coming up next here on Out the Window. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Into at the window, we're hearing some Tom Brady news come in as Dan Rossini has just tweeted a few minutes ago that the Tennessee Titans are not interested in Patriots quarterback Tom Brady. The Titans are working hard to get a deal done with quarterback Ryan Tannehill per sources. Jared, what are your thoughts on Ryan Tannehill signing a long-term deal with the Tennessee Titans? Long-term deal... I don't like that at all. If it's a shorter midterm deal, I guess, two, three years, I think that's fine. Uh, I don't know exactly how old he is. I I remember, I want to say he's probably around the age of 30. So I I would be shocked if it's a five-year deal or a six-year deal. He's 31 years Uh, old. If it's three to... Yeah, so a five-year deal puts him at age 36, and I don't know how much avocado toast he eats, but something tells me he's not going to be the same at age 36. Sorry, That's what Brady I'm, I'm not eats. into the avocado. Brady eats avocado I'm, ice cream. I'm not an avocado guy. It's like mushy. It's like it's. Ugh, Don't bash avocado. Um, it's not. I'm not bashing it. I'm just personally not a fan of it. I would rather have another vegetable. Edamame is actually my green vegetable of choice these days. Um, but that's a digression from the point, which is I do think Tannehill is a perfect fit for the Titans, and I think that's the direction that they should go. We talked about this on Friday. I, I think Brady. Uh, will go back to the Patriots. Uh, I think the only other team that I can see really making a strong push for him would be the Raiders because they need that kind of splash. I don't think, obviously the Titans are an option at this point. I don't think the Chargers are the right fit. Uh, That's not to say that they won't make a push, but I just don't see the fit in terms of their personnel. So I think in terms of the the playbook and everything that's happened throughout his career, uh, I think the Patriots are the right fit. We'll see if the numbers match up. We'll see if Belichick... Uh, wants him back. I, I know that's obviously uh, a, a big question mark, but I do think uh, at the end of the day it will be 
Uh, it will be the Patriots uh, and, and Tom with a reluctant reunion, perhaps, but still a reunion. Yeah, it's interesting because there are Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, and Nick Foles, all listed odds for their quarterback next team. Ryan Tannehill not on the list on FanDuel of who the next quarterback, who the next team would be for that quarterback. Tom Brady, minus 195 for the Patriots. And we've seen that number fluctuate a bunch. And I think, yeah, it's gone up. And the next best team. It was 180 yesterday. And the other team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 380, which is interesting because, first of all, it goes Patriots minus 195, Bucks plus 380, 49ers plus 600, and then the Chargers at plus 650, the Raiders plus 900. It's interesting because I cannot see the San Francisco 49ers giving up Jimmy Garoppolo for Tom Brady. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is intriguing. We've talked about this on the morning after throughout the week, that the Bucs are probably a team that Tom Brady fits into well and could be successful with. But I don't think Tom Brady wants to go live and end his career in Tampa Bay. I don't necessarily know if the city matters as much from a standpoint of the location as much as it is the fit. I think if you're Tom Brady... And granted, he's won as many Super Bowls as as you can count. I think five. He's got a whole fistful of rings. So I I, I don't think the – I don't think he's like, oh, I have to win a Super Bowl. Like some players, you know, like, oh, I have to win a Super Bowl before my career is over. I I think it is the best uh, statistical fit for him to stay in New England just because of the personnel and because of the playbook. I don't buy the whole production company being a Chargers play. I know he just opened that production company in in L.A., and I know people are comparing that to LeBron. The difference is you can't compare the Lakers to the Chargers. I mean, you know, LeBron playing for the Lakers. The Lakers are one of the most iconic franchises in the history of sports. The Chargers are the Chargers. I don't think you can compare those two situations as being equal uh, with what LeBron did with his production company compared to what Tom Brady is doing with his. It is an intriguing development, I will say. I think the odds are so weird to me because I would like him to go to the Chargers more than I would like Tom Brady to go to the San Francisco 49ers. And the fact that the Chargers are at plus 650 and the 49ers are 6-1, to it's really interesting to me. Yeah, again, I think we've talked about this before with the odds, and, and the odds don't necessarily predict where he's going to go, but more the risk involved to the books. So that just tells me that more people have bet on the Niners than the Chargers. And, and it's not necessarily smart money. It's just the risk exposure that this particular book, you're only looking at the FanDuel sports book. Mm-hmm. There could be 50 other books that are fluctuating with their odds on those lower-tiered teams. Uh, I think it's obvious at this point to me with the move in the Patriots' odds over the last two weeks that it is looking more and more like he will return to New England. We saw a massive move off of New England at the beginning of this process from, I believe it was minus 1,000 to almost even money. And then since then, when we hit that bottom, it's slowly been moving back up towards New England. And to me, that means that there's been a slow uh, buyback on the Patriots over the last few weeks. Maybe that's just buying the bottom. Maybe there's a little smoke to that with some sharp money. And again, this is not a sharp situation. This is a very fluid situation. We don't know where he's going. We, there, uh, unless you are inside of his head and you are in his inner circle, and according to a lot of people, he keeps a very tight inner circle, there's no way of really knowing. And we'll know probably a few hours before it happens. You'll see the odds get taken off the board or you'll see them fluctuate uh, significantly. But right now we've seen gradual moves over the last week, which leads me to believe that there are some people that think that he's going back to New England because it's been a slow move over the last week. I believe it was minus 165 on Monday, and now it's up to minus 195. So that's a 30-cent move in a span of about a week. That's a pretty significant move. That's about a 25% move. So uh, I, I, I think he will go back to New England. I think the odds are starting to show that as well. If I was a 42-year-old quarterback in the NFL, I would have zero interest in learning a new system. I, I agree. I, and n- not only learning a new system, but everything about your situation is different. Everything about where you go to eat, your training staff, Everything is different. Now, I know Tom has his own training staff that he would likely negotiate to a new team. And, and I remember that was a big issue, actually, in New England, uh, was Tom's training staff and some of the effects that they had on some of the other players, i.e. Julian Edelman. But I, I, I agree. I, I, when the older you get, and I'm getting into that category as well, the, the, the less change you like, 
And at his stage of his career, he's been doing it the same way every season for the last 21 years. I, I would be surprised if he, if he accepted that change unless there was a drastic, drastic circumstance like money, like power, like, hey, I get to decide which wide receivers we bring in. You know, there might be some, you know, negotiations under the table that we're not privy to. But, I, again, I, I agree with you. I, if, if I was him, I, I would want to stay in New England uh, at, 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 at all costs. We're already starting to see a little bit of tampering in the NFL. Um, the thing that the CBA did change, though, is that you can't put the transition tag and the um, – uh, what was the other one? So the transition tag, and I'm blanking on – yeah, the franchise tag. The transition tag and the franchise tag cannot yes. go on the same player. That's a new thing to the CBA. So what are your thoughts on how that can affect, let's say, the Cowboys and Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper? I, I think um, I do see a, uh, a trade. Yes, there the was Jaguars a trade. I was going to get to it. Calais Campbell. Wow, we've got a today is people are I'm about to send out a tweet that says, yes, we're still on the air. No, there's no games to handicap. Yes, there's still plenty to talk about. Um, and, you know, when I text I love you the wording of the, the tweet NFL by CBA. Schefter to a trade in principle. So, yeah, like Jared was saying, Jaguars and Ravens agreed to a trade in principle that would send Pro Bowl defensive end Calais Campbell to the Baltimore Ravens for a 2025th round pick. Per sources, Campbell will try to finalize an extension with Baltimore. Yeah, I, um, as a Ravens fan, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Um, it does seem like Baltimore needs uh, to to bulk up um, their defensive line a bit. Uh, we'll see how Calais's contract negotiations go. Something tells me this trade will be contingent on that, and that is probably why it is just an agreement in principle, and it will not be an agreement in stone until Campbell does agree to that contract extension. That is usually how these trades go when you have free agents to be. I, listen, I, I think everything that we've seen over the last few days, the, the league is going to have a a big spotlight on it this week. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to see the draft get moved within the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, April 23rd is just an unrealistic date to send 500,000 people to Las Vegas for this. Well, even if and they were I to do the without fans, also... you're still then making the players travel and you're making the coaches travel yeah. and you're making teams and, and organizations people are still going to go. The fans are still going to go, Ariel. They just won't be able to actually be at the draft, but they'll still be in Vegas that week. There'll still be events happening. Yeah, but There'll that's the NFL can only on. do so much, and I don't think that this has sure. to do. They could already say no fans, but the the NFL can't then be rely can't be liable for fans showing up if they say no fans allowed. Oh yeah, this of is then all about yeah, the players and the coaches and the organizations. The yeah, no, I mean, I think even if even if the NFL says no fans at Bellagio for the draft, you, your people have trips booked already. Uh, and they're still going to go to Vegas. Uh, now, granted, we've seen an incredible uh, decline in the occupancy rates at Vegas hotels. I, I had a friend uh, at Cosmo uh, send me their occupancy rates uh, over the next two weeks in, in, at the Cosmopolitan, and they're all below 50%. And if you're familiar with the travel industry in Vegas, to see a hotel on the Strip, in the middle of the Strip, like the Cosmo, be under 90% at any point in time is a stretch. Those rooms are booked solid 24-7-365. I saw a 25% occupancy rate uh, for the last week in March. That is just mind-boggling. So everyone's feeling the heat of this, and I, I think it's inevitable that the draft will be moved. People are going to be really upset about it, but I think it's an, it's an inevitability at this point. And I think, I, think it's, I think you should expect every major event that's happening between now and probably Labor Day to be affected in some way, uh, whether it's pushed back a month, a week, whatever it is. Uh, it, it is safe to say that every single thing that is happening between now and, and this summer is going to be affected in some way. Uh, I, I'm, you know, six months is a reasonable expectation of time uh, for this to be affecting our sports world. And, you know, that's Labor Day. So I, I, I think everything is going to be affected. Let's just hope that the football season starts on time. That's my hope at this point. I think football season starts on time. I'm going to get to the stats of why Calais Campbell going to the Ravens is a good thing. Coming up next here on At The Window. DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ravens and Jacksonville Jaguars have agreed to trade in principle that would send defensive end Calais Campbell to the Baltimore Ravens for a 2025th round pick. Campbell will try to finalize an extension with the Baltimore Ravens. I was looking up the stats to this while we were in commercial break. And actually, if you look at even though Calais Campbell actually trended a little bit in a downward direction in in his stats with 72 total tackles in 2018 and then down to 56 total tackles in 2019. His sacks also went down from 10 and a half to six and a half. However, if you look at the rest of the Baltimore Ravens stats and you see their total tackles Calais Campbell would have been right in the middle there. He would have been the fourth highest tackler on the team. And sacks-wise, he would have actually had the second most sacks on the Baltimore Ravens with his six and a half. Matthew Judon had nine and a half. So, Jared, when hearing those stats back, it seems like it's a good trade. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm looking at his stats now. I mean, it's it's been an interesting few years. You know, he had those two great years in 2017 and 2018. 2017 was about as good of a year as you'll ever find any defensive end have. Uh, 14, 14 and, and a half, half sacks. sacks. Oh. Jinx. Doing, doing, the, uh, doing the, the, the straight shot here. Uh, 14 and a half sacks in 2017 is about as good as you'll find. Here's the thing that makes me smile if you're a Ravens fan. I'm not, but you should be smiling. He's played in 16 games in each of the last five seasons. Yep. Huge. That 
to me. Now, granted, I don't know if that's going to continue. That is an anomaly in the world of sports, especially in the NFL, especially for a defensive lineman to be that healthy for that long. In fact, I only see two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's only missed eight games in his entire career, which spans back to 2008. This guy has played in 16, 16, 15, 16, 13, 16, 14, 16, 16, 16. 16. I mean, he's about as healthy of a player as you'll find. That is something that I look to when I'm looking to sign a player long term. That's probably the number one thing. Production's one thing. If you can't stay on the field, that is another thing. And if you're a Ravens fan, you needed a little help in that category last year. Your pass rush wasn't elite like it had been in previous years. Very good run defense, but not pass rushing. Uh, your, your secondary was great last year, uh, and this should help with that. Less time to throw means easier coverage in the back. So, you know, and, and Earl Thomas is going to be a year older, and he was the anchor of that secondary last year. So I, I think this is all in all a great signing or a great trade, and it's going to turn into a great signing, hopefully, for the Ravens. Uh, Fifth-round pick isn't a ton of capital to give up, and I think And the Ravens picked up a bunch of, of compensatory coin. picks as well, so in the first four rounds nonetheless. Sure. So they're not too worried about their and draft I think, picks, I don't think. Sure. And I think for Jacksonville, I think this is the beginning of what you're going to see as a exodus. Something yeah. tells me Leonard Fournette will be the next to go, if I had to guess. Yeah, it seems as if players wanted out of Jacksonville and they were saying, you know, it's not Saxonville anymore. And you could see that there was some kind of animosity. <laughs> there was some animosity going with some of these players. And I think that you're going to see a revamp and a change. And I can't imagine that Marone makes it through the whole season. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's a tough that that that's a tough sell considering what we've seen from him. Um, you know, obviously with with Coughlin and the whole situation there, it's going to be a fluid situation. Uh, there's going to be much bigger fish to fry with the NFL this week. This is the first of many dominoes to fall. In fact, it's been an exciting day already. We've seen the CBA news, we've seen the Brady news, now the Calais Campbell news. And I feel like it's going to be a big week for the NFL. The NFL is yes. loving this. It's already I mean, picking I know the up steam, for sure. Aside, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The draft is going to be a disappointing piece of news when it does happen. And I think you'll hear about – something tells me it's going to be like good news, good news, CBA, draft, trade, or trade, trade, Tom Brady signing, trade, trade, signing. I was already making cut. a joke oh, yesterday way, that said Tom Brady's talking to his agent right now saying, all right, let's do this. Let's make some headlines. Let's break some news. This is the time to, the time to shine and get things yeah. done and get the Brady attention. I, I think we have a couple days left. I think tomorrow's the first day they can – Legally start legally to tamper. do stuff, and then by Wednesday, uh, we'll pro- I, I would get. I would be shocked if we didn't find out by the end of next week. It'll be interesting to see what the timing is. And I saw just that Josh Gordon, the NFL wide receiver, was trending on Twitter, and I said, "Oh no, what did Josh Gordon do now?" It's actually because law. exactly because in the new and appro- an approved CBA, players will no longer be suspended for testing positive for marijuana. Josh Gordon's the player that comes to mind. Josh Gordon has been struggling to stay in the NFL solely because he keeps testing positive for marijuana. How much does this help players? I mean, you know, it's it's there were a lot of things that players didn't want. And of course, at least this is probably one of the things that players liked about the new CBA. Sure. No, I, I, I think this is this was the carrot that you know, led to the CBA being signed. I have a feeling if the, I believe the, uh, the increased minimum salaries and the new laws and rules in effect with, with uh, drug uh, testing, uh, those were the two things that were, were the, the sweetener of the pot, so to say, uh, that the NFL got that extra gain. Because I, I can tell you this, that was the big pushback from the CBA on the player's side was they did not want to play an extra game. And the owners obviously did because every game you add to the schedule means a ton more money into the pot. No pun intended with the drug law. Uh, but I think the uh, I, I think that was the sweetener. So the NFL, the owners had to give something back. The league had to give something back to the players in order to get that extra game. And that was it. And like you were talking about with the extra money added in towards at least the bottom of the pile of, of football players, you know, that means now that players who someone like a um, a Ryan Fitzpatrick, some player, players such as him or even rookies that are sixth or seventh round picks in the draft, 
they're getting an increase to their pay. It's the players such as Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Tom Brady, those bigger names that didn't necessarily get more money out of playing these extra games, but it was the players more at the bottom of the totem pole that got more money. And that's what I said earlier in the week. I said there are a lot more of those players at the bottom than there are of the players at the top. And that's why I thought that this CBA had a legitimate chance of being approved. Why not have those players make more money? I agree. I'm just surprised that 500 players didn't vote. Yeah, I wonder why. I would love to hear from a a player that didn't vote. Mind-boggling to me that 500 players didn't vote, especially considering that the the margin for victory was so thin, it's a reasonable conclusion to say that those 500 players make all the difference. Now, it could have been 500 players that knew – I don't know. I mean, I, I've never been involved in this in this process before because uh, the last time this happened, there actually was a lockout, and you remember it. It was five or six years ago. 2011. Um, and, and so I, I don't – yeah, it, it was, wow, it was longer than that. Oh, my goodness. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Nine years. Holy moly. Um, I remember I was living in Philly at the time, and there was another league that popped up um, that, that – you know, a couple of leagues that have popped up during that lockout time, and it was in August. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, uh, obviously, the league did start on time. But uh, it was a weird, weird situation then. Uh, but to compare that to now, I, I just think that the situation is very different now. I think the league is in a much different place, and I'm glad that we have peace. Because and you're also the seeing one that... thing that we could not. Yeah. No, go ahead. You're also seeing just that player safety also came into effect in the CBA and that there's pensions and there's um, the players got, you know, I think that they were looking out more for the health of the players, they were saying, but that also came with an additional game. Yeah, no, I I think that was the that was the trade off. I mean, I think the additional game was what these players didn't want to do. But when you pay them more and when you give them a little more freedom then it sweetens the pot. I, like, like, I'm, I'm glad that, because what I was going to say was I, I'm glad that, we, that, that they did approve this because the one thing that I think our country and our sports world couldn't deal with right now is a non-coronavirus cancellation Gosh. of the season or a lockout. I mean, that, I mean talk about, talk about bad, bad timing for that. I, I mean, agree. It, we're dealing with so many other things right now. The one thing I think... We would, n- I mean, and we would have dealt with it. Imagine, yeah, imagine there, there being no NFL season. season, and not even virus related, just because they couldn't deal with a seventeenth game. I mean, I, I, I it's just I. I'm also, glad take that into consideration that that second team doesn't get a bye, so you're technically potentially adding an eighteenth game to some people's schedules too. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And you're going to have teams that are going to be dealing with this. Uh, now you have to rework a lot of different things. Um, but I'm glad that we're not there. We, we, and it's also not going to affect this season. There will be, this will be a 16-game season this year, so there won't be any massive uh, fluctuations with the schedule this year. The playoffs will be adjusted. Uh, I, I frankly am in favor of the new playoff system. I, I, I do think that, and, and I think you're going to see some teams that – uh, the two teams that finish in second place in their respective leagues this year, uh, that will be a fascinating handicap and a fascinating case study on how those teams uh, do uh, in the first round and beyond. Um, we said I think the matchups would have been Steelers-Chiefs this year and Rams-Packers would have been the two matchups this year if we would have had that uh, uh, play out in, in this year's postseason. And I have a feeling you would have had the, the Packers and the Chiefs win anyways. But... It would have been interesting, and I think that'll be a fascinating handicap uh, when we get to next January and we see the 2-7 matchup uh, in the postseason. That's a real thing. That's happening this year. So that will be something that we will talk about most likely in, in a lot of uh, uh, yeah. football pregame shows. And this and year football, doesn't even worry uh, me uh, as much. This year doesn't worry me as much as next year would worry me because how are teams reacting to an extra game in the regular season on top of then playing in the playoffs? It's, I think that part's intriguing, too. Now, just before we go to break, I want to talk about how the Ravens general manager, Eric DaCosta, who took over for Ozzie Newsome, the Hall of Fame general manager, is so smart. The Ravens traded the Jaguars the 2025th round pick that the Ravens acquired from the Vikings for their backup kicker, who was cut three weeks later by Minnesota. And then the Ravens now are receiving Calais Campbell with that pick. 
The Ravens GMs strike again. They're smart. I need to go and work with them to build some brain power. They impress me every year. I love it. Talk more about some NFL football after the break. Stay here on At the Window on Sports Grid. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.